Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. I did something yesterday that I haven't done in over a year. Oh, what'd you do? I went to the dentist. <gasps> How'd that go? It went really well. I, I like this new dentist. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I had this realization while sitting in the chair. Yes. I'm like, I am like the best adult today. Do you ever feel <laughs> like there's some things you do that you're like, well, I'm the best human. I got and an A going plus to the dentist. <laughs> yes. The, <laughs> I usually don't like this adulting kind of like, you yeah. know, catchphrase. But I think it's really funny when we do something that's like super adult like going to the bank like I still think going to the bank is like super adulting I was like well I'm not a complete garbage human because I checked on my money <laughs> I got zero cavities right way to go Good like job. I still want that gold star and yeah. they still give you like those little like baggies do they yeah yeah that's awesome really I love funny. it oh man I'm really into it so I was like okay well okay. I'm good for the week we're good I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna keep going I'm gonna peak I however felt like it has been like trying to survive the hunger games just to get to fucking Thursday. I mean, I'm like, <sighs> it's been a, it's been a week. It's been a week. It's been a week. It's going to continue to be yeah. that way for a while, I think. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you, you aced adulting today. Yeah. I really look forward to it. I, I don't mind the dentist. Yeah. I get real. I go for it because I'm like a big flosser. I take mm. care of my gums. Like I'm a weird yes. teeth person. So I'm like, give me that gold star. Yes. Oh, okay. I love when they give me the good reviews. Like you have really healthy teeth. And they're like, Thank your you. gums are like a one and a two or a two and a three. Because that's like the, uh-huh. the firmness and or if it's soft and they're soft, there's inflammation that could be gum disease. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that's your flex. Yeah. Like, yeah. Your gum flex. I know. <laughs> That's I. You know what's weird? Well, I think I mentioned this on a previous episode, but I haven't been since Eleanor was born, and she's eight. So like, it's on my. It's actually on my to do list today. Um, on my calendar, call make appointment for the dentist. But I've been getting this weird tooth pain, um, in one of my teeth, and it only happens around my period. Mm. And I'm like, because I I've noticed it. I'm like, it's not always there. So I'm like, is it a cavity? I don't know. Like, I mean, I haven't been in a while. I'm, it could be. I wouldn't be surprised if it is. But it, it goes away, and then it, like, a couple days, oh, you know, um, a couple, just for, like, a week, it'll come back. And then I noticed this past time, I was like, <gasps> it's coinciding with my period. And I'm like, Well, your nerve endings are more activated during your period, and you do have more blood flow to your face. So yes. that could be something. It does say, because I, I, I went to the Google, so I was like, what does this mean? Um, but you do have a hormone surge, which can show up in your teeth um, during your cycle. So I was like, Another thing to add to the list of, oh, look at there. I didn't see that coming. Where is it on the tooth? Like it's, on it's the like right there. Occlusal? Like right there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. It's okay. weird. But it's only that one. So I'm like, I don't know. I, I'll be interested when I go if they're like, oh, girl, no. <laughs> I'm like, do I need a root canal? Is this happening? No, you would know if you need a root canal. Oh, okay, good. You would definitely know. All right. Well, <laughs> I've only had one cavity my entire life and like, it, and it was as an adult. And I was like, oh. Oh, really? What happened? I had cavities like at six and I had like all of my six-year-old molars mm. have cavities. So, you know, the old days we put that metal in. Yeah. Like it's called a, um, amalgam. And now I have, I'm going to get that removed. Oh, okay. 
because I mean it's metal yeah. in your mouth I'm like right. I'm like trying to be like a, a really good human and like get all the aluminum out of my life but they're like oh well you still have aluminum in your mouth and I'm like oh okay. I'm like well that's not safe you should probably take that out so let's yeah. get out of it mm-hmm. so we got a lot to cover today we do this so we're gonna try to be concise okay uh, ish <laughs> ish <laughs> I can't make any promises I imagine that you guys don't come here for concise um <laughs> reporting we try <laughs> and it's not really reporting these are just things that we find very interesting in the headlines that we talk about off air that we're like we should just talk about this on air so if you're staying for our social catch-ups we appreciate it yeah and uh just but we do have other episodes yeah yeah yeah. like if you're just popping in for a social catch-up like we uh, we have other stuff i invite you to explore those as well yeah because those are really fun they're very insightful very very insightful we have guests Mm -hmm. we talk about world things that are not just hot topics like in the headlines but yeah right yeah. yeah check those out too all right, so what we get into today, Shannon? All right, so we've got a lot to cover today. We're going to go through the Meghan Markle, Harry, and Oprah interview, which, man, that one had me, like, on the edge of my seat. Um, we're going to go through a new social, or not social, um, a new media and commerce company that was designed for women by women. Um, and we're going to also talk about how social media is playing a role in NCAA athletes, which this is a very interesting conversation. Mm. And then we're going to get into a very rabbit hole of a topic, um, which is the Washington football team and how they've handled the dismantling of their cheerleading squad. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. So that's a lot. We're going to start with, with the interview <laughs> and then we'll kind of give you a little breakdown and we'll, we'll let you know where this goes. All right, so let's start it off. Let's start. I know the world watched this interview. I mean, I haven't been this excited to watch something on TV that I like am watching as it's actually happening in, I, I can't even tell you the last time that I sat down in front of my TV. I mean, I sent my kids to bed with my husband. I'm like, listen, I, I'm in. <laughs> I, I woke up on Sunday morning. I was like, it's the interview day. I was like, kind of like the coronation in, um, <laughs> in Frozen. <laughs> like, coronation day. Um, I was so excited. I mean, like, I was like, Dan, listen, I'm, I'm not moving from this couch. You're going to have to put the girls to bed. He's like, absolutely, absolutely. And it was, it was, I was just, oh, so excited for, for TV. I'm like, I haven't been this excited for TV in forever. Um, Oprah did a great job. Oprah, I thought, like, man, she's such a good interviewer. I, I mean, love her or hate her. Like, I get people... You know, I understand why people might dislike her, but I think she did a great job with this interview. She has such a unique way of getting conversations started, but also like not leading them. Yeah, not leading people into what she wants them to say, but listening and then circling back. If she's like, we didn't really answer this question. We're going to try again. Um, or I heard you say this. Can you elaborate? Yes. Which yeah. I think that that is a, a if you look at the way that she really looked into it, she she knew what she was she, doing. Yeah, she clarified. Oh, can you can you she help me knew out there? The, she knew the route she wanted to go. Yeah. All right. So starting from the beginning, if you guys have lived under a rock and have not, you know, got a chance to catch up, um, a lot of it was steeped in racism. So oh yeah, you know, yeah, if yeah, we yeah. want to just look at it for as a whole, mm -hmm. it it was very hard to take that aspect. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so silent. Um, that was the hardest thing for us to, for me to really swallow. Yeah. You can um, imagine for Megan. I, well, and I'm sure it's not really that big of a surprise that we're finding out that the royal family is steeped in racism. I think what was interesting was the fact that that was such a prominent 
conversation that she was willing to openly have. Because, um, I mean, I don't think anybody is, um, you know, surprised that the the land that created monarchy and social injustice for the world is, you know, steeped in racism. I don't think that that's that mm-hmm. big of a surprise, but I do think it was very interesting that that is what she, um, that she was like, no, listen, you need to understand why this is hitting so hard, why this is so intolerable and it like peel back layer by layer. I mean, she was not afraid to spill that English breakfast tea. She's like, I think that she, she was very intentional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She definitely knew how she was going to go in. Yeah. And, and she's an actress. She's let's, an actress. Let's let's, yeah. let's be reminded. So mm-hmm. I think that she was very well versed in how to conduct herself, which like that's great. Yeah, that makes you a better person to do this. Yeah, everybody was like kind of shaming her. Oh, she's an actress. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, damn. If I went in there, it would have been a complete shit show. Well, I would have been crying and like a basket case. But she was like, I can hold my shit together because she's used to that kind of thing. She's also an she interesting, like, because she is a an independent woman Mm -hmm. she was in like well into her adulthood as a female as an accomplished female when she met harry so it's not like kate who was met william in college and was bred to do this like this is megan who was living independently on her own you know i don't remember how old she was when she met harry but like it's not like she was in her teens she was late into her 20s maybe even 30 when she met him might have been like 30 31 Mm -hmm. so when you kind of look at it like that, like you're bringing a woman to the table, you are not bringing a, you know, a you're bringing a seasoned veteran. <laughs> you're not bringing a, a new woman to the table. Like a, a, when I say new, I mean like in your early twenties, that sort of thing. It's a seasoned woman who is used to being independent, used to having her own voice, and for that to be silenced for so long in the the, the palace, like I think she was like listen, I, I don't need this. Like, this is not, this is not okay for me. So right. I found that to be pretty interesting. The one thing that, well, there's lots of things. I think that if you look at it from a whole mm-hmm. standpoint too, she was really trying to protect Harry as well during the whole interview. Yes. She knew exactly what she wanted to communicate. And th- I thought that that was just such a lovingly way to say, I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. This needs to be known, but I still love my husband, yes. and I and I know how important this is for him. Because she could honestly, it could have been a dumpster fire. It she could have <laughs> just lit a match and just been like, "This person and this person, this person." She probably has receipts, right? And she's like, "I'm I'm not going to do that." And I I thought it was also very interesting from both perspectives, from Harry and from Meghan, that they were so adamant about this not being an issue with the Queen. They were like, the Queen was very supportive from day one you know she felt like megan was saying how she always felt like there was a great connection between mm-hmm. her and the queen harry even saying like you know i'm very close to my grandmother um you know we've talked more in this past year than we have in a long time so i think it was really interesting and i'm glad that they they both mentioned it that the issues that they have are not with the queen herself right. the issues that they have are with what they call the institution and the firm mm-hmm. which I kind of had to do a little diving in because I was like, "What?" She's using them so like similarly, but they are very different. Like the institution is the monarch itself and the people that run the monarch and their staff. The institution is, or the firm is, who kind of uh, correlates the image of 
the people in the monarch. So I was like, okay, so there is a difference there, but they're all like, it's all like they're the same, but they're, you know, they're different. Yeah, over mm-hmm. here across the pond, we don't know. We have the Kardashians. Yeah. We don't know, <laughs> right. like, what this means. And she mentions that. She mm-hmm. said she thought she knew she was going into basically, like, celebrity. Yeah. She's like, I've met celebrities. I've right. lived in L.A. How, how different could this be? Oh, it's different. Yeah. It's 1,200 years of just steeped in a whole lot of fuckery. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't use that I word. I think that's the best way to put it. A whole lot of fuckery. <laughs> I, it's either the C word or that word. And sometimes I'm just like, I, I use them. And yeah. it, it's only for certain issues. And this is a bunch of fuckery. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out a couple things. Sure. So before I get into Pierce Morgan, because I'm going to okay. kind of deep dive into that. But okay. the, the queen did release a statement. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, she did say that she is deeply saddened and will wor- work to repair the damages, but behind closed doors. That was mentioned, yeah. but she did mention family three times in her 60 word statement. So I think mm-hmm. that the, she's trying to mend that. And however, the the country across the pond is, is responding in the UK. I know that, that it is very polarizing right now. Mm-hmm. I do feel kind of bad. Like I don't want I hate for countries to feel polarized, but I think that this is an awakening for them. And, yes. you know, over here when everybody was like, you OK? Yeah. You know, and now we're like <laughs> over there like, you OK? <laughs> you okay yeah we've been there it's okay yeah. you'll get through it yeah you will and because yeah. as everything unravels you will find that you're a better country moving forward and also um it wasn't until 1996 that the first black lord was allowed into the lordship like role i looked that up last night and there's oh. over like i think like 1300 lords which i don't even know what a lord does but like it's it's a high office yeah um and the first and then of all the commonwealths in the British Commonwealth, 18 of them are prim- primarily not white. So they're in the Caribbean, Africa, mm-hmm. and even some in Asia. So it's important to know that, that they have to feel supported as well. Yeah. It's it not just Australia, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, you know, in a couple of things, a couple of countries are, are provinces in Canada. It's, it's a big deal. Yeah. This is, I mean... They have more people of color in their, um, I don't know, in their, I'm going to say, nations. In, in their nations yeah. than they do white people. So it's like, this could have been your opportunity to really bridge that gap, to really include more people of color into the conversation as the royal family, but you, you chose to look away. Actually, you chose to actively choose not to to include this so starting from Megan's wedding how you know there was a reverend who was um you know conducting the um the ceremony and the choir the gospel choir that was playing which by the way was the best dressed choir I've ever seen ever seen I loved every minute of that Um, amazing so she got a lot of flack for even wanting that to be part of the wedding and um you know, so starting there, she knew she was like, "This isn't, this isn't going to be, you know, well received at all." Um, and then when she gets pregnant, well, actually, there is an incident where in the tabloids in the UK, which, by the way, they do not tabloids over there are different than the tabloids we have in the states, being that they don't have in the UK, they don't have like a newspaper. So like everything that they're getting is from tabloids, which is why it's crazy. It is such a polarizing topic because it's like you either get your news from tabloids or you don't it's not like there's a newspaper that can kind of act as that neutral voice for anybody it is these you know t- 
tabloids that have long standing relationships with the palace and they are courted to do just that to as long as you know the monarch takes care of the tabloids then the tabloids will continue to you know, idolize in good press, you know, as much it's as It's almost they like can. who's running who. Exactly. It's like a who, very, who one hand washes the other. That's, which is, that's how it works. Exactly. Um, so I think it's important to mention that because there's some instances where Kate and um, Megan have been pitted against each other. I mean, from, uh, she talks about in the interview where there's a situation where Charlotte, Kate's daughter, didn't like the flower girl dress. And in the tabloids, it ran as Megan made Kate cry over a dress debacle. And she's like, in reality, that is very much the opposite of what happened. She made me cry over what was happening. She felt bad about it. She apologized. She sent me flowers. I thought we were done. And then I see it resurface in the media. And it's like, I, I wasn't affected because we had already said our piece about it. We had already let it go. And it was done. And yet the tabloids took that as a way to vilify Megan even more. So and the palace didn't support it. And the palace it. Didn't, and didn't support it. Yes. And they didn't even come clean with the actual accounts which numerous people knew. Exactly. Which was very which included Kate. Mm-hmm. And right, she mum was the word from her and it's like you you just had to say one thing to mm-hmm. clear this up and this could have put all of this to bed, but they chose not they were like, "Oh, we're not going to dignify that with a response." Oh, you don't want to tell the truth? Oh, okay. Okay, so like it's things like that that started to really build up with Megan that she is like, I see. I'm literally on my own here. Like I don't have any support from she anybody in this family. She wasn't going to be protected. Right. She went after the Oprah. There's a little excerpt after the Oprah if interview, interview that was not covered mm-hmm. or not shown. And Oprah asked, like, you well, you kind of knew what you were getting into, mm-hmm. right? Like you knew that some of your privacy was going to be taken away. She's like, yeah, I did. But it's kind of like this. It's kind of like if you work in an office and I have a picture of my family on my desk and you see that you say, oh, that's a nice family. Can I see all the pictures on your phone? Let me go through all of them and then I'm going to weigh in on them and critique them. So it's kind of like that's the kind of a privacy that was breached. She never had a say. Mm -hmm. And because Kate lived by different rules, which she basically kind of let them in more Megan wasn't didn't want that like she wanted some kind of autonomy and that was never allowed so then that's where the pitting became I guess more more evident yeah like oh look what Kate's doing mean Megan because she wasn't giving into the tabloids she wanted a little bit like let me decide let me have a say right but would you blame her no I mean if she's not being protected right and that's she goes on to say that when she was pregnant with Archie there were conversations, and she doesn't mention who, but that the conversations actually happened between Harry and senior members of the family, that they were concerned about the color of the of Archie's skin. They haven't said who, though. They haven't said who. But they did say it wasn't the queen. It, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it was very alarming um, to hear that. I think Oprah's face said it best. If you haven't seen it like this is what I mean, you're going to see the memes live in infamy Mm -hmm. with it. But, um, you know, that was for Megan. She was like, oh, okay. I think that's when she was like, all right, game on. Like took off the the fascinator and was like, I'm out. I'm done. I I can't deal with this. (laughs) And then when they decided to move, um, well, because the palace took away the security for the family. So they're like, we're not going to provide security for Archie because he doesn't have a title. 
and given the lineage of the the way that the the crown works he wouldn't have a title or until he, charles was it, king yes um so they were like okay well we can't protect him because he's technically not a, a quote unquote part of the family and she's like what the fuck dude like prince harry i am his wife this is his child there should be protection for my child for me and for harry but they the took away all of they it they took away all of it mm-hmm. um and th- this is what i thought Woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the fact that they that Tyler Perry was like alright listen I'm going to move you into my home I'm going to give you my security don't worry about it we've got you covered because Megan's whole thing she was like you don't want to protect me that's fine but I have a baby you're also you don't want to protect Prince Harry who is still part of a royal family everybody knows his whereabouts right now but you don't want to give him protection that's fucked up well it after deep diving to the kind of security that they need is like secret service. Right. Again, this is not like a Kardashian. We over here in America, we kind of think like, Oh, what kind of security do you need? Like a bodyguard? No, no, no they it's need like heavy security, security because yeah. it is the long lineage lineage of this family goes so far back and th- it's a jeopardy at all times. And knowing that, I mean, I just can't believe that they took away yeah. everything. And if that is not, blatant disrespect and racism i don't know what is exactly and i think it's important to note too like the way that she was vilified in the press (laughs) made it like made it like she needed security because of that and she didn't ask for any of that like this is something that the press made up about her and ran stories that weren't true vilifying her pitting her against other members of the family like She's getting death threats. Calling her names. Calling her very racist names. I mean, this is someone who is like the definition of somebody who needs security. So mm-hmm. for the for the institution to be like, no, no, we take that away. Goodbye. It's like, you know what? You didn't leave me a choice. Like, <laughs> you're like, listen, it's like, I'm not going to tell you where the keys to the house are. I'm not going to tell you the code to the alarm. But I'm going to tell you, like, you can stand on the front porch I'm not. See, I know. I told you that you could stand there. I, look, I gave you protection. I gave. Look, I, and it's like, I'm sorry. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> no. Like, you need to get me it's inside. Like bringing the house. a pocket knife to a gun battle. Right. Exactly. I do want to touch on the media because a, a very prominent media personality has stepped down from his role on Good Morning Britain, which is Pierce Morgan. Listen, I never really got into Pierce. He's he wasn't my thing, but I'm yeah. not on the talent show circuit, so I'm like, eh, you he's know. He's a but dick. But he's a big dick. After big I did dick. a little bit of a deep dive on him yesterday. But the backstory behind that and no alone should tell you the entitlement that he thought, just yes. because he was in the media, just because he had such a heavy following, should tell you enough that that is why he felt <coughs> he could say certain things about Megan. It goes back to he befriended, they befriended each other on Twitter about, five to six years ago okay after that first initial follow she reached out and said big fan of yours glad that thanks for the follow and then they've they started corresponding and he provided receipts in several different accounts and you know they would talk back and forth very friendly nothing flirty Mm -hmm. it was just about the show she was on suits and he was a big fan so he became kind of I would say maybe enamored with her a little bit okay but I don't know that's just what I took away from it so there was one time where she was going to be in London for a tennis tournament from her best friend. Mm-hmm. Who Serena Williams. Serena yeah. Williams. <laughs> Just <laughs> low-key. <laughs> low-key flex. And she messaged him and said, hey, I'm going to be in London 
would you like to meet up? Like friends. Women can say that. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. We can meet up. Right. For a drink. You're allowed to have friends that are males. That right. And like mm-hmm. he was a very prominent member in the media. And I think maybe she probably thought one thing, you know, whatever she thought doesn't matter. So they meet up. He's like, yeah, come meet me for a pint. Now, after that, they, be- they had a friendship and she tells him that night that he is going she's going to a very exclusive um, London club mm-hmm. to meet up with somebody who's been very persistent about meeting her. OK. A male. And later he goes on to say like that was the night that she met Harry. So I think he felt like kind of on the inner circle. Okay. Like he's like has his in. Well, and after that, his tweets about her, because I mean, these tweets go back. Like she, he was so like team Megan. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, like he, and then it slowly started to shift. Like he was playing both camps. Like he, he was like supportive, but then kind of digging like, it was a weird kind of balance he was trying to walk. Mm-hmm. He was kind of mad that she wasn't returning his text messages, but really happy for the couple. So he then starts to get a little bit more angry when he wasn't invited to the wedding. Oh. And it's almost like if you look at the tweets, so it's not mm-hmm. about his reaction on Good Morning, the Good Morning Show, Good Morning Britain or whatever. It's about what everything that led up to it because after he got shunned from the wedding everything switched and he started going on a Meghan Markle attack and it's very clear that it was it catapulted his standing in the media his following what he was able to do he he got better jobs he got paid more money he started um, writing columns for the Daily Mail he started, um, he became, I think, a top contributor for the Daily Mirror. It was very clear that slamming Meghan Markle catapulted his standing in the UK. Wow. Right. So, and it's also very clear that the one person who stood up against him was a black weatherman. <laughs> and, and, and I think that that was time, like, he... Finally, because every day on this show, he would go on about her for two hours. And that's what he said. He said, every day we're forced to listen to you for two hours. Go on about Meghan Markle. She, yeah. yeah, And he called, he called him out saying like, she has a right to cut you off. Right. And it was like, is that when he got up and walked away? Because he got fired, right? Like, or did he quit? Because he's not there anymore. I mean, that's right. Like, I haven't dug too deep into this. Well, and I, I went a little bit too deep. They, that we, you know, no one will ever know, okay. but he decided to step down. But if you look at it for the facts of what he does to these people that he yeah. doesn't agree with, like, um, Jamil Jamila or yeah, oh, I might butcher her name. Jamila Jamil. Jamila Jamil. He has slammed her in the media for like close to a year. Yeah. Just ripping her up and down. She was also suicidal at one time because mm-hmm. of his influence. You have to understand like his influence in the UK is massive. Right. He's almost like a. Rush Limbaugh, Trumpy kind of like, Figure, like big, yeah. big, just like, like negative energy. Right, that just he's just people feed. It's a weird like, yeah, I can't describe it. It's that kind of momentum he has. So when you have that huge of a following, and then you're getting, and then it promotes these like death threats, and and you know he has this way about him. Yeah. So it was a good call. Yeah. Well, people I'm, I'm people d- are disagreeing with it. Like Sharon Osbourne is coming out like in support of him. So is Megyn Kelly, and I think if they really looked. Mm-hmm. It's not right. Like it was stalkerish what he was doing. It's just a bit. It's like an old man's scorn. Right. 
and that's I think that we we talked about this. It's like men who are in this power position get really pissed off if there's a dis- disruptor that comes in and challenges their hierarchy of thought. And it's like, no, listen, you don't get to talk about me that way anymore. This is mm-hmm. enough is enough. So anybody that challenges that, like these, this generation of male dominated power struggles is like, oh, fuck you. Really? Let me show you how much power I have. Let me destroy you. And it's like, mm-mm. You, you think you can play this card forever? You can't because your time's up and we're fucking coming for you. Fuck off. And in 24 hours, that interview was able to get Pierce Morgan to step down and get fired. Mm-hmm. Have the Daily Mail issue a pr- uh, apology. Yep. Pretty sure that's what it's called. And the palace issue a, a, a statement like about this. is th- We're not going to stand for this. Yeah. So uh, in 24 hours, that Meghan Markle and Oprah and ha- Prince Harry. Yeah we're able to do that. So hats off to them. I mean, it's only been, I mean, that's not even a full week. I know. I mean, and look at like, I love it. It's like a, I want those three in a snow globe and just like shake it and watch all the things go <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> but they're over here in America being like, like, you want to go to the beach? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> they just like let it burn over there. Like, well, like, we're in California. So, mm-hmm, you know, it's yeah, cool. We're good. <laughs> we're going for some pink berry later <laughs> okay moving on yeah moving moving on so uh last week it was um launched that a together which is spelled t-o-g-e-t-h-x-r is a media company and commerce company designed to elevate women's voices around sports and beyond um, it was started by Alex Morgan, who is a phenomenal soccer player. She has, I mean, she's a mom. She's an activist. She's on the forefront of getting women's equality in sports and in equal pay. Like, she's on a big forefront for that. Um, Chloe Kim, who is a U.S. Olympic gold medalist, um, she is, she's fucking fantastic. Uh, she's an activist. She's also an icon. She's a big voice in the Asian community. She was on The Masked Oh, she singer? was mm-hmm. as a judge or a singer. No, she was a singer. She did great. Oh, she was wow. actually like she, she was, was like in does the, everything. Oh, she's great. She was in. I think she got to the quarterfinals. I mean, she did really, really well. I was shocked. It was her. I was like, oh. and that's your list of all the badass things that you do. I oh, love it. Wow, that's impressive. Um, yeah, Simone Manuel, who is a U.S. Olympic gold medalist, and she's also the first Black woman to win an individual medal in swimming. Which way to go? Fantastic. Um, and then Sue Bird, who's just an all-around badass in the WNBA. She has four WNBA titles, um, and she's married to my girl crush, Megan Rapinoe. Oh I fucking God, love right? her. Yeah. So you've got four incredible women creating this platform that they're like, you know what? We're tired of women's stories not being told in sports. We're tired of not having a seat at the table. And you were like, we don't actually, we don't want a seat at your table anymore. We're going to make our own table. And I'm like, yes, this is great. Because for the longest time, it's women weren't allowed to succeed because they weren't involved in the equation to begin with. So it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, women aren't, you know, it's, they're not that interesting to watch. And it's like, we are interesting to watch. It's just we don't get the coverage on TV. And th- we don't get the coverage on TV because men can decide what thing. Wh- and I'm not going to say all men because I don't right, want to sound right. like it's man and bashing. And we're not man like, bashing. Right. Yeah, no, by no, by no means. It's just a we're looking at facts here. I mean, most media companies are run by men. Most television programs are decided who gets to go where by men. So it's like if men are always going to control that narrative, that's what we're always going to get fed. And these four women are like enough is enough. There are so many more interesting female stories out there. And I do think it's important when you're telling a female story 
told by a female, directed by a female, you're going to get a completely different aspect of that story than if a man is in control of how that story is told because you're going to get it in kind of like a, a male persuasion and how you're going to ingest that. And I think it's really cool that we now have a platform that's going to be created by women for women so that you can get that female story in its entirety. And there's already some really cool things. I was on their website yesterday. There's um, a female boxer that is making like some really cool waves um, in the boxing community. And that's just like one story of thousands and thousands. So like, Imagine she didn't get her little piece of the pie or, you know, of social or uh, media play because there was some man passed this story and was like, it's not a big deal. I'm like, no, it is a fucking big deal. Like, it is a big deal. And I'm really glad that Simone Manuel is about that is in on this because I think for too long we haven't been listening to what black athletes are are concerned with. And the the issue of black hair has been something that a lot of black women have complained about or just complained and yes, being vocal, but like with every right, they have a voice to be saying that because this is something that is very much important to them because they're often told you're not allowed to wear your hair natural. It's too black. We need you to straighten your hair. We need you to make it look more like white women's hair, even though it's black women's hair. We want it to look like white women's hair because that's what it stimulates. And that's what people relate to. And it's like, that's fucking bullshit. Like, that's, that shouldn't be anybody's reason for not wanting a black person on their show or a black athlete. Like, like it's this is too much of an issue. We can't tackle it. Mm-hmm. No, if it's an issue for them, it needs to be, it, like, let them have their voice. Let them tell you why this is important to them. Um, and hair is huge in that hair culture. Is, yes, yeah. it is huge. Well, actually, it's, it's just in, huge in, in, to women. To it, women in general. If it's just yeah. your issue, then fine. Like I, And it's just shameful that, the amount of time and energy that it takes to maintain. Yes. Um, like, like relaxers or like putting mm-hmm. in certain hair extenders. I don't know. Like there, it is to take, it's time consuming. Yeah. It's very expensive. And if you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. If you want to do it, you want to, and you want to look a certain way. Absolutely. I, right. g- I give my hat off to you, but yeah. if you don't, I give my hat off to you too. Exactly. Like you should be, have the decision. You should. Yeah. So, yeah. um, we're really excited to see where this goes. And it's something very interesting too, that, um, I'm really glad you point that out because I didn't. I would. I wasn't yeah. aware of that was something she, that was a very big topic for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the way that women's bodies are looked at in sports, in comparison to men's, women's bodies are like if you're looking at um, you know, in a sport context, like bodies of women are talked about all the time. It's she's r- too big or she's too thin or is she strong enough to do this? Is she like when have you ever heard that conversation happen for a man? I can't think of a time I've ever heard of a man's body being talked about in sports. I don't, I don't think that I talk about a man's body, honestly. I think I talk about their beards or their hair. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm like, oh, I don't like that beard or mm-hmm. something. Right. But, but, but I really don't talk about their ability like or their body. I, I don't think that, I, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I I've mean, heard that. And these are things, like, even for someone who is, like, I mean, queen legend icon Serena Williams, who for years got berated over her strength. I mean, she is a strong woman, Mm -hmm. like muscular, strong. She's better than any man in her field. Like she's fucking phenomenal in everything she does. And for men to be like, she's too big. It's scary. What the fuck? 
Why, like, hmm. you, why do you get to say that? Like, why is that okay for that to be a conversation about a woman's body? Because mm-hmm. it's none of your fucking business. Mm-hmm. Like, stop it. Move on. I get really passionate about this subject. I you really do. do. I really but do. It, yeah. it shouldn't be a c- topic of conversation. Yeah. Bringing so. up our bodies is never, it, it, that is not <laughs> right. on the table. Right. Unless we bring it up. If we bring it up because it's ours w- to our discuss. Our story. Right. Like, I've had this problem or I've had this issue. Mm-hmm. Then we can chat about it. Right. But only then you ask questions. You yeah. don't give opinions. You don't give opinions. Right. You raise your hand. And if you're called on, <laughs> you can say it. You can speak. Okay. Um, I'm really excited to talk, talk about this topic. You brought this to our oh, attention. Yes. And I did not see it, but the Washington football team. Go in, Shannon. This is a oh, good one. Oh, man. This is a good. Now, we. Okay. this is very deep. And we're going to provide some links. We're going to provide all the links that we got sucked down. And there's a lot, you guys. There's, <laughs> there's a lot. so many. <laughs> and so the timeline that we're going to go through is so much longer. Yeah. And I'm gonna take I, we, definitely, we definitely invite you to check it out because it's, it goes back. But it, I think it's something very important for you to dive into. It, it, it Take a look at what these women have gone through. Yeah. What other programs are probably going through the same thing? Multiple. Yes. Multiple. And I think that leadership starts at the top. Mm-hmm. So I think the NFL commission should definitely step in, but they're... They are investigating. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, oh, that's we'll good. Get, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Take it from the somewhat <laughs> top. Take it from the top. Back to um, 1900. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, 1956. <laughs> um, so... Last week, maybe, or a week and a half ago, uh, the there's some tweets that surfaced mm-hmm. that came from the Washington football team's cheerleading squad because they found out, alongside with all their fans, that their position as cheerleading uh, as the cheerleading squad has been dismantled because, and I quote, <laughs> um, this uh, the they okay the organizations decided that they want to enhance the game day experience starting with the um, entertainment okay and uh, and I quote this will be an all-inclusive diverse super athletic team new director Petra Pope said we're looking at everything these dancers will be highly respected for their skill set I want to stop here for just a moment what does that skill set include well first of all this this is the most the 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 WFT cheerleading squad is already a very diverse group of women. Okay. There's many women of color, many black women, many white women. There's, there's a lot. So you can't go back and look at the roster on the website because they've taken it down. But if you just do a little Google search on, um, on the squad, you can actually see it as a very diverse squad. And I am looking at these women and what they do. They are very athletic. So the fact that they will be now all-inclusive, diverse, and super athletic team, uh, what were they before? Because now... I guess they just sat, sat on their asses. Which they didn't do. Well, but honestly, yeah. for $10 an hour, I'd sit on my happy ass. Well, <laughs> yes. Um, so the the program, the Chilling Squad is being taken away and being replaced by a uh, all-inclusive, super diverse, super athletic hip-hop team that will include males. Mm. 
Okay. I am not by any means shaming males coming onto a dance team because they are badass. They are superb. I love all of this. Or even a way of dancing. Or like even it, a way of dancing. You want to dance a certain way? And let it be it. known, there are several co-ed cheer teams in the NFL already. I know the Baltimore Ravens have one. I know that there's there's plenty. It's not like this is the first time this is they're adding males to a team, which I love. I love the inclusiveness. Mm-hmm. In the sport of cheer, it is probably the most inclusive sport I've ever been involved with because mm-hmm. there's a home for everybody. Now, them bringing males to the team is not the issue. Is not the issue. The issue is how they went about doing it. Um, the there was a, a call, a Zoom call initiated um, that they were the the front of the house was telling the the cheerleaders that they were no longer going to renew anybody's contracts, and they gave them thirty minutes notice about this phone call. So not. Like, I don't know the percentage, but not everybody was able to get on this call. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a majority of the team actually found out that they were getting fired by Twitter when the operations manager tweeted out that they are very excited to bring in this new hip hop team. And this is, you know, this is the direction that they're going in. And the Does anyone else get like Sex in the City vibes? Like, I'm yeah. sorry, I can't. Yeah. Don't yeah. hate me. <laughs> <laughs> like, post-it note. <laughs> Totally get that vibes. Yes. I'm like, damn, it's a post-it. It's a post-it. You, did, you right. got fired via a post-it note. You cannot like, disrespect somebody like yeah. that. So it's a social. It's a it's a social agreement. Yes. When you are hired, it's actually a contract. It's a contract. It's you a contractual should, agreement. But yeah. also like a social agreement. Like I'm respected. Yeah. I show up for you. You show up for me. It's called business etiquette. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what it's called. There yeah. you go. Um, but yeah, that so obviously the cheerleaders are super pissed and they're like oh we don't want to come to twitter to defend ourselves but you've opened the gate this way because as it points out in a massive amount of tweets which we will link in the show notes it is so definitely good. worth reading um there is one boy main the main girl it's like the first she's first, first lady. lady shannon yes mm-hmm. and yeah she's well, captain yeah but hey she's yeah, coming she after bringing it because and she's even coming after her football players yes like going like <laughs> boom she's like she's like, like oh really oh really because yeah. based on the conversation i had with you I, i'm like oh you're yeah. bringing receipts they're bringing receipts um uh, they're mad because they've been talking to hr for months and, and years um phone calls have not been returned emails have not been returned and what this is coming on the heels of is a sexual harassment lawsuit that is being brought to the washington football team um that is it's like account i think there's 40 women that are and they're not all cheerleaders they are front of the house and back of the house uh, female staff there are some men who are coming in saying like we saw this happen we weren't allowed to say anything about it it is disturbing the deeper you get into this story before we go any deeper i want to read this one tweet because i think this is the best one we actually do get pumped for game day the problem is silently firing 40 women after they speak up about injustice after sexual harassment, the solution isn't to remove the victim. The solution is to evolve and show women that we're that they are allowed to speak up when harmed. Yes, that's a slow clap, mic drop. Like this is that's exactly how women want to feel. Yes. Now these women were also um, they had to sign NDAs once they decided to take a position in the Washington Football Team. So they're. Which was probably painted like, oh, you're going to be around football players mm-hmm. and that's yes. have to protect them. But who's protecting these cheerleaders? Exactly. They no one ha- is protecting them. And that's what they've been asking for. They've been asking for protection. They've been asking for just to feel supported and they've got none of it. Um, and then it comes to light that there's two videos that are produced by upper executives 
within the Washington football team that went and scouted um, the photo shoot that happened with these women in, I think, 2013, maybe, um, in Costa Rica. Okay, and this is, I mean, some of these women were topless in the sense they had body paint on to make it look like they were wearing bathing suits, but they weren't. They just, it was just body paint. Um, so this 10-minute long video is out there. It's produced, and it's being given to certain sweetholders, stakeholders within the organization. Gross. So this lawsuit comes, and then we can't really find a lot of information on this lawsuit for two reasons. One, because it's it's been, like, settled. Um, two, there's been a lot of NDAs. And three, I don't have a subscription to the WashingtonPost.com, but if you do, let me know, because there's a couple articles <laughs> I'd like to get access to, but I'm not willing to pay for a subscription. I know. I'm, um, like, I'm like, New York Times, maybe. Y- yeah, w- which we now do have through CZL. We have an account. Oh, yay. You're welcome. I yeah. sent us up for the New Yorker. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> um, but... There's definitely some information that I think we might be able to find and, and piece together there, but I don't have that information, so I can't speak on it. But I know that the, it has been settled, but these women aren't allowed to speak about it because of their NDA. So it's like their silence is still calculated even after this is all going down. I wonder if there's like a way, there's a legal loophole there. They need they need someone there to like that? to like go yes. in and deep dive and because really get into that NDA and what that yeah. entails. Um, the Time's Up Foundation took a hold of this. Um, they because there's a been a lot of celebrity support behind these women being like, dude, this is fucked up. Like you got to show support for these women. What's happening? You're just continuing to silence women. And the Time's Up Foundation is like, listen, and we'll link this on the show notes too. You can read their um, their full letter to the organization, but they are asking that those transcripts be released mm. so that these, because these women are totally fine to tell their story, but they can't publicly tell their story because it's been held up in court. Mm-hmm. So, and again, I don't know enough, enough about the legal side of that, so I don't want to speak on that, but I do know that it has been asked that they release the transcripts from that, which they can do. The, the court can't do that, but I don't know. Or mm. sorry, the court can't do that, but the organization um, can. I don't know that it will because I don't know what's all entailed in that. But I mean, this goes deep, you guys. So we're going to go back to the something that's been reoccurring in our themes that, mm-hmm. well, they asked for it. You know, what do they expect? They What do they expect when they sign up for this job? Guys, like if that's your first, I'm not saying guys, but I'm saying people. everyone, people, yeah. if that's your first inkling. This is not, that's not correct. Yeah. They should feel safe. They should feel respected. They should feel protected. And at every turn, they were not. Right. They weren't being fed properly. They weren't being, there wasn't the right amount of security. There was open, um, well, I don't want to say, like, they had a, a term for it, but there was abuse of their bodies in certain yeah. times. Now, if you go into a situation unknowing of the outcomes and expected to do a certain thing. Right. That's not respect and that's not safety. And it was a lot was expected of them in certain events, like going onto a boat yes. that they thought was going to be just a party with the, all the other cheerleaders. And there are sponsors and, and, you know, board members on the boat. And they're led to believe that if they want to make a lot of money, then they were there to are, do uh, certain things. Yeah. There's, um, accounts of this team bonding that was happening on one of their donors yachts which nobody was informed that this is where they were going until they got to the pier and they're like oh this isn't a commercial boat this is a donor's boat got it okay um 
there were accounts of women getting paid to do twerking contests. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, just the, uh, the accounts of which are laid out on that boat are very disturbing. Also because the team, at the time, the team director of the squad was on the boat. She is the one who orchestrated the whole team bonding um, experience. And by some of their accounts, too, the team director Mm -hmm. was saying at the time, you don't have to do this, but we'll find someone who will. Exactly. So you tell me that that's being respected. That's feeling like you're in a safe environment because that, yeah, she's not holding a gun to your head. Yeah, she's not firing you on the spot. But what does that made to feel? And especially this is a young girl. Right. And she's older and she's this mom mentality. That is exerting so much power over a person that yes. is not appropriate and needs to be looked in further. Yeah. That's manipulation at its core. Right. Yeah. Which is sad. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do want to quickly just go back to the Costa Rica photo shoot because oh these yeah. women were told, you know, they their flights were paid for their accommodations were paid for their food we're learning was very scarce and multiple times not available um but they were given like kind bars and tuna cans fish. of tuna mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like that that's, that's what it. they fed you okay wow wow um they were told on well they weren't paid for their time on the trip so it was a photo shoot that um i don't think the entire team was invited to but a select a handful of women were allowed to go. And while they were working 14-hour days at this photo shoot, not getting paid, they were also told that they had to wear a certain uniform, which was mm-hmm. khaki shorts, a white tank top, heels. They were not awa- allowed to wear flats, maybe a straw hat, but they had to look the part. And they were also asked, a handful, a select handful were asked at the end of these days to escort some of these high-dollar donors at nightclubs. Again, with the same caveat intention mm-hmm. that if you don't do this, I'll find someone who will. Yeah. And the the head director of the team was basically she would pick favorites. Yeah. And you wanted to be that favorite. It's like the teacher in the class. Like you want to be, oh, oh, I'm going to raise my hand. Okay. But if she calls on you and you're like, mm, I don't want to do it, will she call on me again? Right. I mean, a lot of these women felt like their position on the team was jeopardized if they did not follow suit as to what was expected of them. And again, it may not have verbally ever been told that, but there was enough implications that that is what would happen. Um, And you had a very interesting take on um, some of these donors. Well, okay, sorry. This trip was an incentivized trip for, it was like an extra layer in the tiers of um, sponsorship. So if you had a suite... (laughs) they were like to entice you to buy the suite. It's like, you can get all access pass to the Costa Rican photo shoot with the cheerleaders. You can go see them in their tryouts. You can go see them in their workouts. And it's like weird, right? That's so fucking weird. You don't fucking do that. It's weird. It's weird. It's very weird. Not here. It's cringy. You get a parking spot and you get to be a perv. Right. And one of the donors or the sponsors, whatever you want to call him, one of the main guys was on the boat that we're speaking of. That was his boat. Mm hmm. And he's getting a lot of backlash after this is coming out. And his main comment, (laughs) his main comment was, I have five sisters. I would never do something like that. What the? What? What the fuck? I thought that was so funny. It's like saying, oh, yeah, I I have a black friend. Right. not racist. racist. Oh, you know what? I'm like, yeah, you're, yes, you can be a dick and still be and come from a vagina. Because we all do. Right. 
I'm like, yeah, do you have a mom too? It was just like that kind of level. We have just to because you have five this. sisters doesn't excuse the fact that you are degrading and manipulating women. That's what serial killers say, right? <laughs> Psych- sociopaths. Yes, that's um, what they do. I, I shouldn't say that. That's rude. But but it's true. the definition. <laughs> I mean, you're not. Here. Where's the law? <laughs> Where's the law? Where's the law? Where's yeah. the law? So I do do invite you to take a little trip down down the Washington football teams. Yeah, we'll debacle. We'll, debacle. we'll provide all the links and you can decide how long you want to stay there, how long you don't. Right, right. It's it's very interesting because this it's not again, we're not man hating, man bashing. But we're it's just finding mm-hmm. support where support support is needed. And if we're gonna unravel a lot of these, these kind of things need to be taken down because we can't move forward if we're still promoting this kind of way of life. And also what is it telling these young women coming in to these fields? Yes. I also think it's important to point out like these these men created this incredibly gray area, but the females that also help perpetuate and keep that cycle going are also at fault in this. Mm-hmm. So stand up for what's right. Yeah. Don't just be silently going down the river being like, oh, not going to look, not going to see, can't do anything if I don't see it. Get your head out of the sand. If you see something, say something. Because you know what's right and what's wrong. Exactly. You know what's sleazy. If it feels cringy, it, it is. probably is. Mm-hmm. And anyone that's worked in a corporate setting, I think we both have, it is kind of, if you feel this way of life, like, oh, that's just what we do here. Oh, And I now we're starting to press back. Like, no, this is not yeah. a way of life. I don't feel comfortable. No, you cannot, I don't know, sit next to my desk like that. No, you cannot approach yes. me like that. No, you cannot say this to me. According to the Time's Up um, paper uh, letter that they wrote, it they quote in their statistic that, 81% of women have felt sexually harassed in the workplace. Oh, I'm definitely one of those. 81. I know you're one. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, ridiculous. But we're supposed to smile and move on. Right. And you're like, mm, just mm-hmm. it's just a joke, Shannon. Or like, whatever. It's just an eye roll. But it, one eye roll leads to a butt pat, and then it leads to like, oh my God, he thinks he can do whatever he wants. Like, this is fucking bullshit. No. Like, right. enough is enough. And I think that... I, I think we're just now in a place that we feel as women, we can, our voices can be heard and our voices can be magnified and our voices can be shared. And we have a community of women that aren't putting us down because of it. Mm-hmm. And we have men who are actually on our team also being like, you're right. This is fucked up. Like this needs to stop. Right. So we I think this is something that we have to do together because we we're going to need support on both sides in order to make strides and making sure that this is something that we just eliminate. Correct. This was fun, though. This was fun. This is a good social catch-up. Good social catch-up, so, you guys. Yes. Thank you. Uh, thank you for mm-hmm. being here. Thank you we for love being doing this. a friend. You guys don't know this, <laughs> but we are recording at 8.30. I have never recorded so early. I We're know. like, bing. This is, this is, I feel good. Well, no, we used we to record it. Yeah, back in the day. But, no, yeah. but. In the recent, yeah, <laughs> we have not. So yeah. this is like, hey, we're getting started early. This is great. It's, we peak at 8.30. It's true. It's all downhill. It is all downhill from here. But we do appreciate you guys popping in and hanging out with us. And we really enjoy your support. We love hearing from you. So please feel free to slide in those DMs. Send us a message on the F- the Facebooks. Um, send us an email. Give us a five-star rating. Submit a review. Do all the things. Hit subscribe. Hit follow. I don't know what else we want to do. I, I don't know. know. I'm just doing all the time. I feel work. like I'm a car salesman right now. <laughs> this is great. You need this. I just gave you yeah. a grocery list. I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> You're like, I don't know what else I'm doing. You could just pick one of those if you want. Just it's pick fine. one. Yeah. Just pick one. It's great. All right. Have a great day, guys.
Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.